Welcome, everybody. One said evening, one said morning. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Paul. Welcome to Church on the Hill. I want you to know the Lord is talking to both of us about healing, and we're going to have a time of healing at the end of service. Um, today, if y'all can put my keynote up, we've been in a series for the last few weeks on greater. Everybody say greater. greater. Everybody say God is greater. God is greater. He's greater. Nothing, nothing can come onto His side. Nothing. Not your illness, not your challenge at work, not Satan, not demons, nothing that you face can come over to the side of God. God is greater. And God's paid the price for you for whatever is on the other side of that greater than side. That price has been paid. The problem I believe that we struggle with so many times as Christians is our belief. We can read it, we can say it, we can go and walk up a line, but do we really believe God is healer? Because the Word tells me that if I will just believe, I don't mean just say it. I don't mean go through the motions. I can walk an aisle and not believe. I can go get dunked in the water and not believe. But if I will believe that the Lord can heal me, I believe the Lord will heal me. But the thing that we struggle with is belief. And uh, it's always been that way. This isn't a new thing. Do you really believe? I don't know who Elizabeth is talking to um, that's come in here with a bad report, but I want you to put that report uh, on the altar and let the Lord have that. And I don't, you don't have to walk it down here and put it on this altar. Put it on the altar in your heart. Build an altar to the Lord right now, a healing altar, and release that report and let Him have that. And let's replace that report with the belief of the Word of God that says that He is my healer, that He came to heal all the sick, and that it's His desire to heal you. God, it is your desire to heal me. I want to encourage you, if that's you, and maybe you're struggling with belief, say it anyway. God, I believe that you are my healer. Do you know the word says, I am the Lord, your healer. So you're going to start that, even though it sounds like a selfish statement that you're making, it's not. It is the word of God. God is my healer. I believe you are my healer. Lord, I'm battling with my belief in my mind right now, Lord, but I believe, I, I believe, I believe, I believe you're my healer. And Lord, when the pastor calls me down to be prayed for, I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to believe for you to heal me. I'm preparing my heart right now. I want you to know you don't have to wait for that altar call. Start asking for it right now, right where you sit. There are so many in this church right here that need healing. I believe you can heal me. Now, Lord, heal me. Heal me, Lord. Help me with my unbelief. You know that's scriptural to pray? Help me with my unbelief. Now, greater. What's God greater than? We've been looking at quite a few things so far, and it's so God that today would be darkness. Because your ability to not believe that God can heal you is because you are believing you are in the dark. You're not believing you're in the dark, you're in the dark. 
what you're believing is not true. Everybody say amen. amen. Anybody here ever believed a lie? Literally thought it was true. That horoscope you read is a lie. There's nothing true about it. Now, don't get mad at me. All right, God is greater than darkness. Everybody say darkness. All right, let's go. Here we go. Colossians chapter 1. For He has rescued us. He has rescued me. Say rescued me. From the dominion of darkness and brought me into the kingdom of the Son He loves. Those of you that have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness. Done. It has been done. That price has been paid. But what is darkness? What is darkness? I love reading, uh, I don't love reading um, dictionaries. That's what my wife does. But I, I love reading dictionaries that give me kind of a silly definition. Darkness is the state of being dark. Thanks a lot. That helped me a lot. What is it? It's gloom. It's evilness. It's the lack, listen to me church, it's the lack of understanding. It's the lack of compassion. And it references death and suffering. Darkness in the Greek is the word skatos and is usually literally referred to physical darkness and metaphorically for spiritual darkness, spiritual, moral, and intellectual darkness. This darkness arises from error, mistakes. It, it arises from disobedience. It, it arises from ignorance, from blindness, from willful blindness, and rebellion. And darkness is an evil system absolutely opposed to light. Have you ever been in the dark? I'm going to put these guys on the spot. Who have I got back there? Mikey, will you black us out? Now, immediately, it changes your whole perspective. Now, this isn't true darkness. We've got all kinds of light coming back in. Bring the lights back up. Thank you, Mikey. But immediately, you have a different perspective. Have you ever been in the complete dark? Are we dead? Pete, come on, man. He doesn't. Somebody go rescue him. So uh, someone posted, I don't know if it was Facebook. There we go. Hey, show him how to do that, by the way, while you're back there. Somebody posted this week or through email or something that, um, glad you're back and can't wait to hear the stories. For some reason, my, me and my dysfunctional family, me and my funny family have stories. So I'll tell you one, because I learned something new this, this week. You probably already know this, but I don't. So Elizabeth was battling vertigo, and it was a real effort. It was kind of, it, it was humorous at times. It was very serious at other times. We got her plopped down in a chair at the beach and, and uh, got her shade, and we were just kicking back, having a good time, and we're getting ready to go. Next thing you know... She's not feeling well, and she expressed it. 
This is kind of becoming a family vacation tradition. She has christened um, Epcot and um, others. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but the neat thing about the beach is, you just cover it up. You, just... you don't have to sit there and continue staring at it while you're still enjoying the experience. My kids ran, and I just stood there and and we got up and left. Just pray that the tide would come in and wash it out, and someone else didn't have to experience that. But anyway, uh, I was talking with my father-in-law this week, and you know they were just talking about issues uh, in their family and issues in their church's family. And I said, "There's something I've come to realize is every family is dysfunctional." Really, that's probably not even a good way to put it. Every family is normal. And dysfunction comes with it. And I'm sure you've had your own stories. Uh, we look like the Griswolds going to the beach. I mean, it's embarrassing. If you all saw that Instagram photo, it's embarrassing. Here I'm walking with piles, things piled high to get to the beach. I had to buy a cart. I, I had a cart by George. My kids fuss all the way to the beach, and I thought, well, okay. Anyway, it's life. Get over, your, get over the fact that your family is dysfunctional and start functioning with your family. Don't let dis- dysfunction cause you not to function. Function. Oh, somebody gave a big sigh on that one. All right, have you ever been in the dark? You know, when you're in the complete dark, anybody ever been in complete dark? No light. It's scary. You lose all reference whatsoever. You know, if you're scuba diving, they teach you if you go down deep enough to where it's complete darkness, you can forget which way's up. You literally have to have some type of light to see which way the bubbles are going. And you'll get completely disoriented and drowned because of um, ignorance, lack of light. You know, and when we're, when we're in darkness, we have no direction. We have fear. We have confusion. We have helplessness. And then you know what comes? Terror. To where we can't function at all. When you gave your heart to Jesus, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says that he has rescued you, not just from darkness. Remember last uh, two weeks ago, we talked about God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. He hasn't just given you power, love, and a sound mind. He's given you a spirit of power. A spirit of love, a spirit of a sound mind, not a one-shot deal, something that we have all the time. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I have. What does fear have in me? Nothing. Same thing here. Not only did he rescue me from the dark at one moment, he has rescued me from the dominion of darkness. Dominion of darkness. Dominion is power or the use of power or sovereignty over something. It's a kingdom. It's a nation. It's another sphere of influence. Receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior comes with deliverance from darkness that refers to danger, death, sickness, and hostile situations in general. And these rescuings, these rescues are for now and for the future. 
It's not just when you walk the altar, you're rescued from what you've walked through. No, you're, you're rescued for eternity. Everything behind and everything in front. Remember, nothing can come onto his side. It all comes on the other side. Your future, your past, your presence is less than God. God is greater. God is greater. Exodus chapter 6 verse 6 says, Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you from an outstretched arm, with an outstretched arm and, a, and great judgment. Do you know the children of Israel were living in a dominion of darkness that God rescued them from? He brings us from under the burdens of darkness and bondage. And you know what he does? He redeems us. This redemption from darkness is the redemption from Satan's authority or Satan's dominion to Christ's authority or Christ's dominion. We are rescued from the world into the kingdom of Christ. For the kingdom of darkness, we're rescued from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. This deliverance and redemption is to bring us to a place of completeness, a place of spiritual adequacy, authority, the ability to live victoriously over and above the invisible powers of darkness. John chapter 12 verse 46 says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. The, dark, the word darkness in the Greek, if we look here from the New Testament, this word in the Greek is skotia. This word means gloom, evil, sin, obscurity, night, ignorance, moral depravity. The New Testament uses this word in a metaphorical sense of ignorance. Listen to me, church. Ignorance of divine truth. For you to walk a walk believing God will not and cannot and desires not to heal you is a walk in darkness, not in divine truth. For you to walk a walk thinking that God does not care about you is a walk in darkness. Darkness is the total absence of light and a lack of spiritual perception. Have you ever tried explaining something that should have been easily understood, but the person just didn't get it? You say, yeah, I'm married to him. That's not what I'm talking about. Even though it can be true. Now, but have you ever tried to explain something? I know teachers explaining to children, it's, it's a little bit different. But with an adult, talking to an adult that is a knowledgeable, educated, capable person that cannot see the truth. Our grocery budget? I don't think you want to go down that road with me. (laughs) 
Okay, back, back on track. How many of you know someone that's maybe battling an addiction and they just will not see the truth? That is a spirit of darkness. I'm not one to label everything demonic, but you know what? When it's demonic, we need to label it demonic. And um, they're not going to get it until they get some light. They're not going to get it. They need light. They are in complete darkness. And I want to encourage you, maybe that's you. Maybe you're living in complete darkness. Light equals happiness. Darkness equals unhappiness. Spiritually dark, spiritual darkness basically describes everything earthly or demonic that is in enmity with God. You are not supposed to live a life of gloom, depression, darkness, but one, you are supposed to live a life of light, a life of happiness. When you believe and receive Christ, you come out of darkness into light. Genesis chapter 1, and God said, let there be light. God saw that light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness. This command was God's first divine command. I went too far. Ah, shoot. Back. Go. Ah, go back for me, guys. Pete, help me out. This was God's first divine command. It was a command that began the transformation out of chaos. He described the light, and he described it saying it was good. Light is good, and light overcomes darkness, not the other way around. Darkness cannot overcome light. It's powerless. John chapter 1 verse 5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The word from the New King James overcome is the word comprehend, meaning to seize, to lay hold of, to overcome. You could read it this way, the darkness does not gain control of it. Or you could read it like this, the darkness is unreceptive and does not understand it. Or listen to this one, the darkness will never be able to eliminate it. You know, it's funny that if you are in complete darkness, that just a sparkle of light, just a sparkle, will change your perspective. It will change your mind. It will change your thought process. And do you know that even with the smallest amount of light, your eyes will begin to adjust to where you can see. It is the most amazing thing to be in complete darkness and someone give you just a little bit of light. And you just have to be patient. Give it just a minute and I'm going to be able to see what's in this room. It's unbelievable. Darkness can't overcome that little speck of light. That little speck of light wins.
darkness loses. And this is going to sound like a funny word, but you can't take out a flash dark, not a flashlight, but a flash dark and turn it on and darken the room. You can't. It's ridiculous. Darkness loses. Light removes darkness. Light and dark are antagonistic. They are against each other. The Christian's joy is in knowing that light is not only greater than darkness, but it will outlast darkness. John chapter 1 verse 6, next verse. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came from a witness to bear witness of the, notice the capital, light. Bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. There's that word, believe. He was not that light, John wasn't, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. The scripture says that John bared witness to the light, the capital L light, which is Christ, and that Christ gives everyone light who believes. Point number two, God is light. John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, says, This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That is a big scripture, church. God is light. In him there is no darkness. Darkness flees. It loses in the light. If we are walking in darkness, you know what the scripture tells us? We are out of fellowship with God and man. If we go back to the scripture, it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light and we have fellowship with one another. We are to have fellowship with one another, but in order for me to really have genuine fellowship with you, I need to have fellowship with Christ. If my relationship to Christ is broken down, my relationship to you is going to be broken down. I cannot love you with a godly love without that fellowship with the Lord. Simply put, if you're battling a spirit or the dominion of darkness, your fellowship with God and with man is broken. Start by fixing your fellowship with God, then man will come after that. I believe that there is a real call today to you to fix your relationship with Christ. Your healing is not the most important thing, even though it is very important. Your job situation, your marriage is not the most important thing, even though it is so very important. Your fellowship with Christ is the important thing. If you can step back into the light, 
you will have light to offer your marriage. If you're not in the light, you only have darkness to offer your marriage. If we walk in the light, we will love and we will be full of godly love. And we learned two weeks ago that love casts out, perfect love casts out all fear. Not only that, but then the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. You're walking in the light, purification, God will just start purifying you. He'll start dealing with you. He'll start bringing correction. He'll start bringing direction. He'll start bringing His full power upon you as long as you walk in the light. It is a, it is a good deal, church. Have you ever gotten a bad deal? Walking in the light is a good deal. It's a good deal for you. Because darkness, the dominion of darkness, evil sin, Satan's dominion, when the light comes, darkness flees. Acts 26, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who were sanctified by faith in me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, you are the children of light and the children of the day. Listen to me, you do not belong in the darkness. That is not where you belong. Can I come against some things that you're dealing with right now? That is not where you belong. You belong in the light. You belong in the light. John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus, sorry, we don't belong to darkness. Okay. John chapter 8. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. kind of a rhetorical question. How many of you need the light of life? I need the light of life. Anybody ever walked in darkness before? I have. More than once. It's not a one-time deal and you get over it and you're done. No, we kind of have those options to choose every now and then. Choose the blue pill or the red pill. Every now and then we choose the wrong one. And you go on that ride. And then you realize, why did I choose the dark pill? Man, they are having some fun back there. Let the light shine in that place. Fill them with your light, Lord. Let them live a life of life. I just, life of light. Just speak that over our children in Jesus' name. Release light onto them. Sometimes we have a hard time reaching them, and we need children's church to reach them, or we need somebody in their school to reach them, or we need a teacher to reach them. Lord, however you want to reach them, reach them. I want them to be reached by me because I'm offering them light, but sometimes I miss it, and I need God to know he's got the better plan. Reach our children. Just thank you, Lord, for little Noah Fry today, that the light of God would just come alive in him. 
You know why? Ephesians 5, 8, because we were once in darkness and now we're in the light. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it's shameful to even speak of those things which are done in secret, done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. You know what? You may have walked an aisle when you were young. I walked one when I was five. You may have received Christ just yesterday. You may have received him 50 years ago, but you're walking in the dark. You know what you need? Do you know what you need? You need Christ. Call it a rededication. Call it whatever you want. You need Christ. Christ will give you light. And light defeats darkness. No matter what darkness you're facing, I don't care how bad it is. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. You're struggling knowing the truth? Get in the light. 1 Peter chapter 2 as I close. 1 Peter chapter 2. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now listen, church, you. Don't just enjoy a scripture reading. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his uh, marvelous, into his wonderful light. Church, the Lord is calling you out of darkness. By his strong right arm, he is offering you a way out. Take it. Don't leave here in the dark. You know what's amazing? Even though there are clouds out there, the sun is still shining as bright as it always does. These clouds have not affected the sun. They're not affected by the sun at all. They're not affecting the sun at all. Because you have clouds over you and because you can't see truth doesn't mean truth isn't there. Because you can only see your problem and you can't see a way out doesn't mean there's not a way out. There is a way out. But it's going to take a step of faith. A step of believing. I know I can't get over pornography. I know I can't get over marijuana. I know I can't get over my, my uh, medical addiction. I know I can't get over a, a spirit of anger, a spirit of hatred. But Lord, the pastor is saying today, you've given me a way out. Lord, how do I take it? I want to encourage you when we pray, take it, step out, and let's just make a decision. Lord, I've, I see you as light. I see that I'm in the darkness. I want to come into the light. Take me into the light. That sounds so basic. It's so basic. He's made it so basic for us to come out. We've got this uh, thing about coming out. Sounds bad. No, come out. Yeah. And I want to encourage you. When you step out, bring your problem with you. 
Don't leave your problem back there for you to go pick back up when you leave. Bring it into the light. It will then lose. It will win if it stays in darkness. It will lose if it comes into the light. So whatever it is that you're battling. And listen, church, I have battled depression. I, 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 you know, like Alcoholics Anonymous, hey, I'm Paul, I'm an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I've battled depression. Hi. And it's real. It's not something to feel sorry for yourself. Feeling sorry for yourself is the way Satan hangs on to you. I have battled a spirit of darkness. I've battled it through drugs and alcohol. I've battled it through music. I've battled it my... In a lot of areas. It wasn't until I brought it into the light that I could get healed from it. I still battle. How many here still battle? It is all at war. But the, but the deal is Satan wants you to keep it hidden. Nobody will know. They'll think, you, they, they'll think you're okay. But the problem is you're not. I would probably, I probably, I don't want to say that. I'd rather... Expose, take this the right way, expose myself and get healed than contain myself and live a tortured life. I've said this to my wife over and over. When people try to offend us, or people don't try to offend us, but people offend us, and people, people do things sometimes in our life that, that wants to get you down. And I've made a statement to say, there's nothing that you can do that's going to rob my joy. You can't have it. It's not yours to have. You just can't. Will things still hurt? Yes, but I am not going to allow that to take me to hell. Do you know you can live a life on, of, of hell on earth? And you know what? No, I choose no. It's a choice. We're going to pray, and I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. You don't have to. You can bow your heads or not. I don't care. I don't think it's anywhere in the book, the scriptures, where we have to close our eyes and bow our heads. Um, I heard that from a pastor here lately. You leave your eyes open. I don't, I don't care. Um, but we're going to pray, and you're going to have a choice to bring your problem into the light or to stay there. Scripture says, life or death sits in front of you. You choose. What do you choose? I choose life. I choose life. Do I have things that I carry around sometimes that are wrong? Yes, I do. I pray that the Lord will continue to shine the light on those, to expose those, and help me to get through those. That I would remain in the light, that I would remain in fellowship, and that the Lord would purify me and cleanse me of all sin. It's not always easy. It hurts. But what are you going to do? Let's pray. Y'all stand up with me if you don't mind. Yes. If y'all don't mind, just... I just told you to bow your heads. Look back up here just for another second. I just want to say second. something that if you feel like you're battling something, and I did take my shoes off because I still am getting dizzy and I'm still mm -hmm. battling that. Um, but if, if you're, I just want to encourage you that bringing stuff to the light, bringing sin into the light is beautiful. And I just want to tell you that. And one thing that I've done throughout my life and my children's lives, is I've always prayed that if we get in sin, that the Lord would expose it, that the light would shine. And you know what? It's a beautiful thing. 
It's a beautiful thing. Repentance is a beautiful thing. And so if you're sitting there right now listening to the lie of the enemy, whisper in your ear saying, no, 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 people aren't going to love you. If you say that, they're going to kick you out of here. You know what? It is not the truth. That's right. Because bringing stuff to the light is beautiful. Bringing it to the light and allowing the Lord to cleanse you and forgive you is a beautiful thing. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, don't listen to the lies of the enemy. And bring it to the light this morning. Because there's healing in the light. You know, darkness is the absence of God. And I don't want to stay in the dark. I want to be in the light because he's in the light. So bring it to the light. Those that are praying, come on down here. We're just going to open up the altar. And let's just, let me just pray. We're just going to open up the altar. Maybe you want to come to somebody and pray. Maybe you just want to come to the altar and, and just talk to God yourself. Maybe you want to sit in your pew right where you are or stand and just pray to the Lord. That's fine. But come into the light. Father, in Jesus' name, I just rebuke darkness right now. And I just, Lord, ask you to just let your Holy Spirit fill us and start to identify in our minds what is darkness in our hearts, what is darkness in our minds. We already know. But, Lord, maybe there's some things that we don't even know. Fill us, Holy Spirit. You may be here today and you've never made that first decision to receive Christ. You have to start there. Would you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior? It says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right where you sit, call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon Him. Jesus, I cannot do this on my own anymore. Save me. Come into my heart. You're battling a bad report. You're battling a health issue. You're battling an addiction. You're just battling. I want you to bring that to the altar. And let the Lord have it. Let it be exposed to the light. This altar is open. I just want to encourage you. Your first step is a step of belief. Would you believe? Lord, I believe that you're my healer. Lord, I believe that you're my redeemer. Lord, I believe that you're my restorer. Lord, I believe that you're my deliverer. I believe. I believe in you, God. And I reject every lie from the pit of hell trying to tell me that you're not that. Thank you, Lord. We just step out right now in Jesus' name. Amen.